All right. All right, everyone. Oh, sorry. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks, listeners. So I'm very excited today. Welcome to the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a super strong passion on the intersection of emerging technologies and shaping the future of humanity. And that's a pretty broad topic, but lots of things, lots of good things are happening uh, in the space. And uh, I don't want to steal her thunder, but uh, I'm very enthused and excited to have on the show today, Shmirti Jayaraman. And I know I, I hopefully I did I, I did that pronunciation correct. Oh, that was but great. That was great. <laughs> thanks for being here. Yeah, Shmirti, um, you're an investor at GoToZone Ventures. You you have a a broad va- a background on consumer retail. You started off your career in media consulting, and uh, you have some really important things that you've been doing throughout your career, and they just compound. But I don't want to steal your thunder. Welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, love what you guys are, are doing. So excited to be here. Yeah, no, it's an exciting time. And these are very therapeutic conversations for our listeners, for myself personally. And it's just good to talk about technology, but it's all about you. And I'd love to hear about teleporters back, teleporters back to what led you to this, where you're at right now. Uh, I'd love to just hear about origin stories and your origin stories. So uh, yeah, I'd love to, love to just listen. Yeah, sure. Um, it's a it's a broad question, uh, but I'll I'll try to distill it. Um, I, I think usually when I'm asked about where it all began, uh, I talk about the irony of being an early stage investor who was born and raised in Silicon Valley, but here I am uh, in Chicago as a VC. Um, but if you if you look at the story with sort of a little more nuance, um, it makes I think it makes sense. Um, But I definitely grew up born and raised in the Bay Area, Um, you know, had immigrant parents who very much came to um, take part in the tech uh, ecosystem, the booming, growing, burgeoning tech ecosystem uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. And um, as a result, I had sort of a front row seat to what that world looked like. And in parallel, you know, had my own interests and passions. I think I was very into... um, drama and movies. So there was like a part of me that even today is very into cinema and entertainment and uh, kind of the performing arts. Um, There was a part of me that was very interested in politics and social impact. And um, I think the one sort of common thread between those interest areas and kind of viewing what was happening in in, uh, tech at the time in the Valley was this idea of sort of anything is possible and um, an impact. And so there was you know, maybe a narrative around watching these innovators do things that had never been done before and having a huge impact on how we live our lives. And I sort of said, okay, I want to participate in that. And um, Mm. I I did my undergrad in political science and business uh, at Berkeley and thought I was going to go sort of the pre-law public service route because that was sort of the most straightforward way to have an impact. Um, and then uh, when it came time to study for the LSAT, I kind of picked up the LSAT book and said, oh, this looks like a lot of reading and a lot of detail. And, you know, there's this whole concept of management consulting that I keep, you know, being told about in, in my business classes. And, uh, you know, they are very personable, very fun, uh, very smart people that felt good to be around and said, OK, let me kind of kick the can down the road on deciding what I really want to do with my life. Um, and uh, decided to, to spend a couple of years in management consulting, really with the idea that I was leaving all the doors open, maybe building a little more of a practical skill set before I go decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, 
and it turns out uh, that is uh, a job I really enjoyed. And so I uh, spent uh, more, more time in consulting than I thought I would. So three years before business school and a couple of years after business school, um, probably, you know, with, with sort of the same story in my head the entire time, which is uh, we are solving really, really interesting problems at the most senior levels. And so this idea of like maximizing impact, even as someone relatively early and inexperienced in my career was very exciting. It was intellectually stimulating. Um, and I got to do it with people I really, really enjoy, um, which, you know, this is not a shameless plug for consulting because I'm no longer a consultant, but uh, I do I do credit it as being sort of the best first job anyone can have um, because you are uh, constantly sort of pushed to think about new ideas, exposed to, to a variety of industries, problems, sectors, functions, um, and again, with, with, I think, very smart, challenging people who I also ended up um, you know, enjoying uh, as as friends as well, and so a lot of my close friends are still sort of my um, my classmates in consulting out of undergrad. And um, you know, in business school, use that opportunity to kind of explore um, more of this idea of what I wanted to be when I grew up, and and felt started to feel a little bit like consulting, while it it checked a lot of boxes, um, mm -hmm. you know, in what I just described. Did feel a little arm's length and like that idea of impact though you know with big problems big ideas senior level it wasn't mine um at the end of the day our clients you know brilliant clients were, were making the decisions and uh you were sort of like relinquishing control to them and that combined with this idea that you know there was this this crazy still growing very exciting startup ecosystem which certainly the buzz was around me when i was in the Bay Area, but then now in business school, the buzz was even more around me because you've got all these people, you know, starting companies in business school and, um, you know, venture capitalists speaking to us and, uh, you know, previous alumni that have, you know, all the household name logos under their belt. Um, and so I thought, you know, maybe doing something in the early stage ecosystem was, was going to be interesting to me, uh, but without knowing exactly what that was and maybe with a little bit of, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say naive, but um, uh, a unique belief that like I wanted to still do something I cared deeply about, not just be at a startup to be at a startup. Um, mm -hmm. Continued to kick the can down the road. I you know spent some time um, for a few months at a startup uh, out of business school, but then it ultimately went back to consulting. And um, finally, and, and there's you know the, the whole personal story woven in here, which is uh, my now husband, then boyfriend, uh, at some point in between fiance. Um, he's an economist. He uh, was doing his PhD at the time, and we knew, you know, he was going to ultimately land somewhere. And so, I was able to tell myself that both waiting to figure out sort of what that startup leap is that I wanted to take, and waiting to see where he was going to end up, would would coincide. And they did here in um, beautiful Chicago. And so we we moved here uh, about seven years ago, and. Uh, it was, you know, that was the moment where it, it was sort of like, okay, now I need to take the leap, but it may not be perfect, but I'm itching for that feeling of, um, of the impact being my own, uh, taking ownership and um, of, of not feeling like I'm sort of arm's length from, from the work anymore. And uh, met with a bunch of startups uh, and loved what they were doing and was looking for that one that was like, hey, look, I could wake up every day and just be so passionate about this problem that I'm ready to roll my sleeves up and do it. And in the process, ended up meeting with the investors of some of the startups. Um, and 
uh, loved, you know, the work they were doing. And, and I actually had spent my summer in business school and venture capital as well. It was actually Impact VC, which again, combining this idea of, of social impact and technology and innovation. Um, but met with more traditional VCs here in Chicago and, you know, it felt like the perfect stepping stone into uh, an early stage startup to sort of sit sit in the uh, buy side role, if you will, and look at uh, multiple startups in multiple industries and in multiple stages, help and support them, um, and then use that as a way to figure out, you know, which one I wanted to jump into. And here I am, uh, you know, six years later, uh, and and haven't yet made that jump. And in the process, have fallen in love with the job we do as investors, primarily because I am so in awe of founders and what they do. And it's um, it's amazing. It's extremely impressive, and it's extremely daunting. And uh, you know, when I meet founders who are so passionate, um, so I mean, amazing executors, and have this like really like I, I hate using the word manifest, but like if anyone can manifest, it's an early stage founder. And knowing that that's the bar, and you have to have that ability to like really will these things into reality. Um, that bar has almost kept me on the other side, and all I want to do now is, is support and enable um, the amazing folks who, who want to go that path, and that's what we do um, here at, at Corazone. And, and I've like, been at a couple different firms prior to joining Corazone, but that's been the common theme. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is, you know, I think this podcast has uh, a, a beautifully worded, and I don't know if that's like the party line, but I like the way you talk about um, the, the topics you cover here and the theme. and not only has that been, I think, a theme in my career, but has also been um, a theme of why I've continued to invest in the areas I invest in. Um, you know, it's consistently been uh, consumer-facing and or retail-enabling technologies as a focus. Um, I describe it as enabling the modern consumer journey, which is really, you know, what, what do people want their lives to look like, their experiences to be like? And how is that going to improve over time and how is technology going to enable that, um, you know, not to be incremental improvement, but true step function, uh, transformational improvement. Um, you know, at CoreZone, we, we sort of, uh, we do a little bit of everything, but we tend to focus on consumer internet, so edtech, fintech, uh, social um, apps. Uh, the second category is kind of tech-enabled consumer products. The third is marketplaces, both, uh, you know, B2C and B2B. And then the fourth is retail enablement, both, uh, you know, on the back end, kind of logistics and supply chain. And then on the front end, when you think about retail experiences uh, for consumers. So how you buy things, loyalty, rewards, um, marketing, et cetera. And all of that to me is is exciting. One, because I've been doing it for a few years. So I like to think that I, I know a little bit about what I'm doing. Um, though the world is changing fast and um, and the other reason is, you know, it is so visceral in our day to day. And, if, you know, I had to describe uh, to myself five years ago, the way we live our lives today, you know, even five years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. And um, it, it's exciting to meet people who have a passion around how we improve our lives and to feel like we can play a small part in enabling, um, you know, their, their vision. I love it. I love it. I really appreciate, yeah, your, your background and, and on a lot of the dimensions you mentioned. And it, it's exciting, you know, you came from Silicon Valley, you know, so you understood also, you know, the, the value from, you know, that startup energy perspective, the management consulting perspective really sets you up nicely for your career and uh, what you're doing now in venture capital brings that kind of poison discipline, right? Where, you know, obviously venture capitals have so many different, capitalists have so many different backgrounds, 
But I like that thread. It'd be interesting to see kind of maybe schools and middle schools start to expose people a little bit more to what a management consulting is and, you know, the areas of venture capital and things like that. So I'm fascinated to hear. I have a nephew just starting college, too. So I'm going to share some of uh, these perspectives, uh, you know, with him. But uh, um, tell me a little bit about these things. So, right, impact, emerging technologies, consumption. Uh, uh, ways of buying, e-commerce enablement, retail tech. But what are some themes that have you excited lately, today? What's changing? We all know things are changing fast, but from your lens, what's changing fast? And and in that change, what's exciting? Just love to hear hear more about that. Um, Yeah, so much. Um, I I won't cover everything, but I think two or three things that are are sort of top of mind now. Um, You know, uh, I think one is, we talk about consumer internet businesses and that's everything again from social apps to um lifelong learning platforms to mm-hmm. um you know fintech solutions and these have been areas that i think have seen a decent amount of innovation in the last 10 years and have definitely seen some bubbles and some compression um but i think you know what what's happened in the process is like the average consumer has become more and more discerning, more and more reflective uh, on what they want their lives to look like. You know, some of that is reflected in um, the creator economy and the gig economy and the fact that people sort of own their destiny a little bit more and what they want their careers to look like or sort of their more non-traditional careers to look like. Um, Some of that is reflected in the fact that, um, you know, areas like coaching and mindfulness and meditation have um, really taken off. And, and so I think for us, like the way that, and for me in particular, I think the way that that plays into how I think about consumer tech innovation and what I get excited about is this idea that there is no longer this distinction between like the mass consumer and the, what we used to call the prosumer, right? The prosumer was like your early adopter who um, maybe, you know, was more upper, upper middle class, maybe more urban, um, had exposure and access to these technologies much earlier than um, than sort of the mass market, and you know a lot of people were I think over the last few years innovating for that prosumer and not realizing that you know at some point there is a, a ceiling to how how interesting a business gets if you're just kind of catering to a very very small niche market. Um, but what I think is happening, which is great for innovation in that space, is that like I said, sort of there isn't that distinction anymore and more of the whatever you're calling the average consumer, but let's just call it sort of the a larger uh, cross-section um, of the ecosystem is now interested in how they can improve their lives and investing in that. And it's not the same thing for everyone. For some, it's, hey, I want to improve my confidence when I speak in a, you know, in a meeting, right? And for others, it's, I want more exposure to the rest of the world and, you know, cultural literacy. And for others, it's, I want to own my career and I want the right tools to be able to say, hey, I want to make, you know, this much money in a month, but I don't want a nine to five job. Like I can actually go do that and I can optimize that. So I think those those types of tools will continue to be really interesting to us. Um, we've made some investments recently in the ed tech space and the fintech space that really touch on those themes. And so I think that's one I'm, I'm super excited about. Um, the second, which without getting into, you know, AI uh, in, in a huge way, um, of course, you know, we're taking notice. We're not taking the approach um, that some other investors are, which is like, hey, look, we need to go pencil down on everything else and just focus on AI for the next 12 months because all the big right. AI businesses will be built in the next 12 months, which may be true, right? Um, but that's not the approach that we are taking. 
um, you know, as, as consumer and retail and marketplace investors, the approach we're taking is a little more to say, hey, look, we know AI is going to touch these spaces. Um, we don't yet know like which base layer or even secondary layer or tertiary layer is going to ultimately win, whether it's going to be winner take all or not, um, whether, you know, everyone's going to be disrupted by more and more open source solutions. But if we instead take the, the perspective of, okay, what is the user experience that we are anchored on? What are sort of business models that make sense on their own, but then will be enhanced and enabled um, as AI becomes more pervasive? And, and how can we invest there? And I think there, there are two or three things um, that, that we get excited about. One is in being retail technology investors. Um, you know, the, the shopping experience has continued to transform um, mm -hmm. almost, you know, uh, rapidly uh, in, in the last several years. And some of that was pandemic influenced. Some of that was just how, you know, the picks and shovels of e-commerce have transformed. Um, but we think that there's still so much exciting innovation that can happen, right? And um, everything from, hey, I can take a picture of, you know, this podcast right now and it'll tell me what you're wearing and I can shop it right away. And all of my, you know, payment details are already in there. Um, to, you know, we talk a little bit about like recommendations are kind of the 1.0 um, because it's digesting all this data based on what I've already done. Um, but coming back to this idea of like, you know, human improvement, the future of shopping and the future of consumption, could it look more like someone telling me what I don't know I want, right? And it's not reflected in my historical transactions or my day-to-day -day behavior or what I talk about that my phone listens to. Um, but in something else, right? In, in some other view of like where I want to get and a different point of arrival. So um, that's kind of the second sort of maybe theme, which is this idea of AI-driven retail and consumption experiences. You can call them shopping experiences, commerce experiences. Um, and then the third, I think, is, uh, is maybe this idea of, you know, marketplaces and connectivity. We've made some social investments before. We, as I said, are, are very excited about marketplace businesses, um, about you know how uh, a, a certain a single resource can um, you know drive exponential value, and, and marketplaces are sometimes the best ones are able to um, mm -hmm. enable like a more than one to one creation of value. And, and that's transforming too, right? And a lot of maybe, you know, the, the obvious spaces have been turned into marketplaces in the last, you know, decade or two, whether that's real estate or physical assets or skills. Um, but what's the next set of things that can be, you know, marketplace ready? Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe that is, uh, you know, taking it a little bit further in terms of learning and education. Maybe that's taking it a little bit further in terms of, um, more traditional industries that have just started to get come online and actually can skip a couple steps um, that other industries have gone through. And, you know, I, again, going back to my like social impact uh, world and experience have spent um, some time in developing countries. And when I spent uh, a summer in business school in Impact VC, we were focused heavily on uh, Asia and Africa. And, you know, you look at some of those ecosystems and they have skipped you know, leapfrog steps, right? They went straight from, um, you know, they skipped the whole landline era in some communities, right? They went straight from no connectivity to mobile. Um, and, you know, can you can you start to see maybe versions of that play out even in developing economies, given AI and machine learning and some of the, you know, Web3 and, and some of the new technologies that we have access to. So 
um, you know, that one's maybe a little more nebulous, but I think as marketplace investors, we think about like, what are, what are the leapfrog opportunities there? Um, no. But yeah, beyond that, I mean, it's, it's all exciting, interesting stuff. And what we look at changes every day and there are, there are big problems to be solved. Um, and like I said, I think about it in terms of um, what, what our lives will look like in five years and this sort of uh, continuous improvement that I think the modern consumer is now invested in. I love it. I love it. No, it's 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 really exciting. I appreciate you the way you explain how how um, you know you guys as a VC are looking at how you know how AI approaches the spaces that you're in, reducing friction, elevating value, right, and and all about that consumer experience. And now I guess tying a thread to impact. You know, obviously when you started your career and you were in management consulting, impact felt like an industry that was a little bit more philanthropic, a little bit more corporate social responsibility in nature little nebulous and now it's starting to get a little bit more concrete um, you know politics aside there's these ESG scores now and now you have uh, all of these consumer experiences wanting certain new behaviors from their consumers their employees I guess maybe can you speak to a little bit on how you see all of these ideal consumer experiences getting AI enabled getting better user experiences reducing that friction how does that relate to impact how how do you think of impact now is it accelerating is it is it changing is it correlating with with these new technologies in any way. Just love to hear on how you think of that and the future of impact going forward and the intersection of consumer and, and impact. Um, so, Yeah, um, that's a, it's a loaded question. So I'll try to yeah. give a, a somewhat specific answer, but um, you know, one is like, a, you, you just look around and you know, uh, the digital footprint of uh, a lot of investors, whether it's venture capitalists or private equity or growth equity or even, you know, public equity investors, the, the dialogue around impact is definitely much more prevalent than it was before, right? And is all of that like legitimate? Who knows? Um, but at the very least, there's an understanding on the buy side, and again, I think use that term very, very broadly, that people care about seeing those words, right? And that those words resonate. And it is, um, you know, financial impact is a type of impact and like making returns for your investors is a type of impact. Um, but that people, you know, want to think you are doing something more than that. And there are very, you know, different forms of that. And um, so I think just that that understanding amongst the finance community has been interesting to watch. Um, and then I think, you know, for us very tactically, um, you know, at, my, at the firm I was previously, we actually were heavily uh, focused on sustainability as one of our pillars. And um, that included both sort of uh, climate and wellness. Um, and, you know, found that, yes, there is so much consumer interest and there's so much sentiment and, you know, all of the big corporations talk about it and care about it and have actually some, you know, pretty commendable goals associated with it. Um, but where the rubber meets the road, it's, it's, there's, there's still a gap. And what I mean by that is, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of uh, Fortune 500 companies are still thinking more about their you know next quarter's earnings and then they're thinking about the goals they have to achieve in three years and um what i like about venture capital is it can again kind of help bridge that gap right it's sort of the tip of the sphere to say okay look we get that you have this you know multi-billion dollar behemoth and you've got hundreds of thousands of stakeholders to respond to and you've got your earnings call at the end of this quarter and um you know you, you have to be able to like answer those questions before you can talk about oh we, we made all these investments in the interest of where we need to be in 10 years um and so i think the lens we take is like what what can early early stage investors do 
to help accelerate some of that change and make it clearer to some of the larger, more legacy entities that there is an ROI associated with investing in these spaces. Um, but also, you know, that requires being practical, right? Like a, a big shift we've seen as e-commerce investors is, uh, you know, the rising tide that lifted all boats four years ago at sort of the pre-pandemic and then the onset of the pandemic, which made it feel like any business could be a direct-to-consumer business. Well, it turns out, you know, that's not actually the steady state. And steady state is the unit economics of a lot of products just don't sustain being direct to consumer and that's okay right. um, mm -hmm. and they need to be in retail but that also means that you know if, if you are going to charge 30 percent more for something because it costs 50 percent more because you're making it with sustainable materials and you your you know your production process is all um you know above board and no child labor and you know, clean ingredients and all the things um that you know, the economics need to actually work then for that innovation to make an impact for that business right. to actually sustain. Um, and so I think it's a little bit of like, we take the pragmatic approach with a lot of ambition uh, around okay. what we want impact to look like. And, um, you know, it, 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 venture capital is a, it's a long-term play. Things take seven to 10 plus years. I think they used to take, I forget the exact data, they used to take five to eight, now they take eight to 12, and I'm sure they'll yeah. take 12 to 15 in the future, right? Um, and so uh, so we're patient, but we are, I think a big part of that is being pragmatic and acknowledging, um, you know, where where there's a lot of great dialogue around sustainability and impact, and then where there can be actual real sustainable economics, ROI, you know, and, and ultimately sustainability for a startup that has those big ambitions. Nice, nice. Well, Smirti, this is great. I, I really appreciate um, you coming on and sharing your perspective here on where the future is going and where consumer and, and, uh, and impact is going. Uh, your background, your things that you're passionate about. Congratulations, obviously, on we didn't get to talk a lot about your portfolio investments, but obviously many different investments in all the different thematic areas of retail, e-commerce, enablement, consumer impacts, uh, even some Web3 investments you guys have made. But um, but I'd, I'd love to have you back on, you know, maybe like six months or 12 months from now and just hear kind of what you're continuing to be up to, what you're investing in. Sure, yeah, yeah. We can we can go deeper instead of sort of the uh, yeah. you know, now you have the overview. So uh, happy to. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, um, my very last question is if our listeners would like to get in touch with you or interact with you on social media, what would be a good way to do so if you'd like that to happen? <laughs> uh, you can tweet me. Um, uh, Jay Smirthy is my Twitter, and uh, you can also just email me, smirthy at corazon.com. Um, and yeah, always, always happy to hear from folks who are doing the great work. And I am so much, so much respect for amazing founders. So uh, happy to, to chat with whoever is interested. Well, really appreciate it. Thank you for peeling off time to do this. This was very rewarding and engaging for me, and um, I, ideally our listeners as well. And to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a super strong passion on the intersection of emerging technologies and impact. And Shmirti, thank you so much again for doing this. This was great. Thank you, Anthony. It was great to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.